You are now listening to The Forefront, teaching the Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans that you are the children of Israel according to the Bible. In this podcast, we go over prophecy and biblical things to uh, give you insight on these last days. See that? God will remember the covenant 
of our ancestors. He will remember that we are his children. He will cause us to remember who we are. That way we can walk in his ways. Now, what are attributes of a God? Because the Bible says that ye are gods. We're going to find out what are attributes of a God. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. When you exercise faith and you start reading this Bible and understanding what it says, it will blow your mind. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. Uh -huh. But as it is written, I have not seen uh -huh. nor ear heard, uh -huh. neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God have prepared for them that love him. So now that you know that you're an Israelite and that you love the Most High God and you want to walk in his ways with all your heart, mind, and soul, he says your mind can't even comprehend the type of things that I'm going to set up for you. That we're going to have a kingdom that's going to be forever. We will reign forever. We will not be in captivity no more. No more tears, no more dying, no more sickness, no more death, no more persecution, no more hatred. All that stuff will be gone. All that stuff will be done away with. But you got to remember who you are. God says, I have not seen nor ear has heard. I'm going to give you an example. Go to the book of Daniel chapter 9 and verse 19. What are some of the attributes of God? What are some of the attributes that we will possess one day? Daniel chapter 9 verse 19. You will be able to move at the speed of thought. Once you think it, it's going to happen. I'm going to prove that. Daniel chapter 9. Read that. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 19. Uh -huh. Oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. Mm -hmm. Oh Lord, hearken and do. Defer so, not. So Daniel is making a prayer to the Most High God. Daniel is reaching out to the Most High God. He's speaking. Read. Defer not for thine own sake, uh -huh. oh my God, uh -huh. for the city and thy people are called by thy name. So he's contemplating and, and seeking the Most High God to have mercy on the children of Israel. Read. Verse 20. And whilst I was speaking uh -huh. and praying and confessing my sin uh -huh. and the sin of my people Israel. Okay. And presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Read on. Yeah, whilst I was speaking in prayer, uh -huh. even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the, the evening oblation. So it says, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, while the thoughts left from his brain to his lips, the angel came swiftly to him. Now think about this for a second. We're on earth. You have the sky that's above the earth. You have the outer atmosphere. You have the stars and constellations. You have the planets. And then you have the third heaven where, where the Most High sits. How far is that? Billions upon billions upon billions of light years. You understand? The angel left while he was just talking and came down and touched him. That's moving at the speed of thought. Eye has not seen. 
nor ear has heard the things. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what the scripture just said? While he was yet speaking. I don't know about y'all, but when I read that, I'm like, wow. That is, that is instant transmission. That's teleportation. That's moving at the speed. While he was talking, the angel came and spoke to him. So when the Bible says ye are gods, there will come a time where that will come to pass for us as well. Let's go to Psalms chapter 2 and verse 7. Because we're looking at attributes of God. When we make it in the kingdom, we're going to look at attributes of God. Ways that we will be when, the, when we reign in the kingdom. I don't know about y'all, but this is this increased my faith. To say I can be more than what they told me I could be. Alright? Read that. Psalms chapter 2 and verse 7. Read. I will declare the decree. Uh-huh. The Lord has said unto me, uh-huh. Thou art my son. Uh-huh. This day... Have I begotten thee? Knowing that you are the sons of God, the Most High says, This day I have begotten you. Read. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. So he says, Ask of me, and I shall give the heathen of thy inheritance. We are the sons of the living God. Go back to Exodus 4 and verse 22. Hold that, though. Exodus 4, 22. This is the book of Exodus. Chapter 4 and verse 22. Uh And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Uh thus said the Lord, Israel is my son. Now that said everybody. Israel is my son. That said the white man. Israel is my son. Israel is the only begotten, just like Christ of the Most High God. We are the sons of the living God. If anybody come up in the street and say everybody is a son of God, that is a lie. The Bible says that Israel is his son. And that's it. The scriptures cannot be broken. You can't add to, you can't diminish. Go back to Psalms. Psalms chapter 2. Now let's read verse 8 and verse 9. This is Psalms chapter 2 and verse 8. Uh-huh. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, uh-huh. and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. You see that? So in the Old Testament... It says that we will own, own other nations. They shall be our inheritance. I don't know about you, but that's God. God created all the things on the earth and he has dominion and subjection over them. One of the attributes of God is that you, as children of the most high God, will rule over the nations. I don't know about you all, but I'm tired of being having my foot uh, 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 trampled on all, all the time. I'm tired of, I'm tired of being the rug. I'm tired of my people being on the bottom. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. But when I read this scripture, it increases my faith. Because I know there's going to come a time where we will rule the world. You understand that? I tell my coworkers, I say, look, man, listen, 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 good. If you see me in the sky one day, and I got a sword in my hand, and that sword got fire and water squirting out of it at the same time, you better remember I told you that. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. But I said, look, this Bible said I'm going to be a God and I'm going to rule over the nation. It's going to come to pass. All right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're going to remember that word. All right, let's go to... <laughs> Revelation chapter 2 and verse 25. Revelation chapter 2, verse 25. 
This is the book of Revelations, chapter 2 and verse 25. Uh-huh. But that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. The knowledge that you're acquiring here in this room, hold fast. The days that you go through your trials and tribulation, hold fast. The moments where you think God is not there for you, hold fast till he come. Read. Verse 26. And he that overcometh uh -huh. and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. What did I just say? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's in the New Testament. The Christians can't deny it. It says he that overcomes shall... What? Read it again. Read it again. I, I didn't hear that right. Revelation chapter 2, verse 26. And he that overcometh uh -huh. and keepeth my works unto the end. Sin should be nothing to you now. You should see sin and say, I'm brushing it off my shoulders. You ain't got no power over me. Overcome your sins. Read. To him... Will I give power over the nation? And then we will have power, reign, rulership, dominion over the nations. Somebody said, the white man too? Yes, the white man too. Yes, Moab too, the Chinese, yes. Yes, Germany, Spain, Russia, China, Japan, and any other, them little Indians, wash pots. They're going to wash them, wash them clothes, wash everything. Rulership over the nations. That's what the Bible says. That's what I believe. That's what I'm going to go by. When Christ walked on the earth, he said, ye of little faith. You know why? Because our people don't believe. They'll read this and they say, nah, that ain't going to happen. We get, man, I got this bill here. This bill like $375. I can't pay it. Ain't no way I'm going to be a God on the earth. Ain't no way I'm going to have no, the Bible says it and it will come to pass. You got to have faith. You got to trust in what the Most High said. Just like you read Deuteronomy. What I say all the time is this. When you read Deuteronomy 28 and you see with your own two eyes the manifestation of the words that's written. You read slave ships that happened to our people. You read yokes of iron on our, on our necks that happened to our people. It came to pass. The Bible is a true book. So if that's at the beginning of the book, and now we're reading the end of the book, and it says, if I overcome my sins and keep God's works until the end, I will have power over the nations. I know for a fact that I have evidence written here that it's going to happen. So y'all got to have faith. Y'all got to overcome whatever petty little stuff y'all dealing with, whatever enmity, hatred, envy, violence, whatever y'all got going on. Whatever, say the drama for your mama. We gotta walk in this in this walk. We gotta walk in this in this light. We gotta have power over the nations. Alright? Go to uh Wisdom of Solomon 8 and 14. Because what's the attributes of a God? What's the attributes of a God that we want to acquire to? Wisdom of Solomon chapter 8 and verse 14. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 8 and verse 14. I shall, I, I shall set the people in order, uh -huh. and the nations shall be subject unto me. When we walk in the power of Christ, we will set our people in order. No more again are people going to be walking around in foolishness, acting a fool. And we will do what? 
and the nations shall be subject unto me. You see that? The nations are going to be subject unto Christ. And as we walk in the faith of Christ and walk in the ways of Christ, the nations will be subject unto us. You have to have faith that will come to pass. Now, sisters, if your husband, if your Lord is in rulership, what position do you think you'll be in? You can answer the question. If, if we as men of the Most High are in rulership and you're with us, what does that make you? Rulership as well. The women, the women of the other nations are going to come to you. So now, knowing this, you have to conduct yourself as royalty. You have to have esteem and faith in yourself. Not to follow your own volition, but follow the men as they follow Christ. I'm going to tell you what I tell my wife. I need you to be in order. I need you to raise up the kids. I need you to teach them what they need to do. Don't just sit back and just let all the men try to raise up the nations and y'all don't do nothing. You still got something you got to do. The children that are brought forth here, the younger generations, the younger sisters that we will encounter in the congregation, your responsibility is to be an example, to be righteous sisters of the Lord. Sons of God that are standing before me, your responsibility as men is to walk in the ways of Christ. Not niggas, not spicks, none of that stuff. We got to put away foolishness and walk as gods on the earth. Understood? Sure. Give me Obadiah chapter 1 verse 21. Attributes of God. God is our savior. God, the most high God in Christ, is the one that will save us from our enemies. We in turn will raise up the 144,000 and the elect and we will show the path of righteousness to save our people. Thus saith the Lord. Read. Obadiah chapter 1 and verse 21. Uh-huh. And saviors shall come up on Mount Zion. What did that word say? And saviors shall come up on Mount Zion. One of the attributes of God is that we as children of the Most High God, the children of Zion, are saviors. Saviors deliver those that are oppressed. Saviors deliver those that are afflicted. Saviors feed the poor. Saviors do things that, that Christ would do. Because Christ is our Savior. And we need to have the same mindset Christ had. Deliver the poor out of affliction. Save those that are blind. A scripture came in my head. What is it? Isaiah 61 and 1. Hold that, uh, hold that but let's go to Isaiah 61 and 1. Attributes of a savior, attributes of God. Isaiah 61 and 1. Read. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. Uh-huh. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Spirit of the Most High God in Christ is upon us. Read. Because the Lord hath anointed me uh -huh. to preach good tidings. The gospel, good tidings. Read. Unto the meek. We are the meek. Read. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Those that are brokenhearted on this earth, we have to give them hope. Y'all ain't at the bottom for no reason. Y'all are children of the Most High God. Y'all are children of Israel. We give you hope to know that you are going to make it. Read. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Where are people held as captives, as slaves? 1492, 1619. We can't forget these things. 
Our people were slaves, but we are here to deliver them. Read. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. That's why we opening up the prison ministry. Right? Because our people are in prison. Some of them are, some of them are locked up unjustly. Some of them are there for their wickedness. But God gives Israel the opportunity to repent. So who would you rather they listen to? The wicked Catholic priest that's raping little boys and girls? The idiot Muslim that's worshiping a rock? Or the sons of the living God? The sons of the living God. So we got to step up our game. And that's what leadership wants us to do. Go back to uh, the other precept. Obadiah. Obadiah 121. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 21. Attributes of a God. Read. And Savior shall come up on Mount Zion uh -huh. to judge the Mount of Esau. So after we get things done and squared away, once we set our people in order, the Most High God said, judgment time. Judgment time. Revelation chapter 18 verse 6. Judgment time. Revelation chapter 18, verse 6. Once we set our house in order, the house of Israel, we will rule over the nations. Let's find out what's going to happen to them. Read. Revelation chapter 18 and verse 6. Uh -huh. Reward her and she rewarded you. Reward her as she has rewarded you. Read. And double unto her. Double according to her works. The Bible says double unto her according to her works. Let's name some of the works of Esau. What have they done to our people? Floors open. Rape, rob, and murder. Scratch the uh, rape part. Read. Uh, next. They did experiments on us. Next. They used to steal from us. Okay, so that means all the resources that they took from us, we're going to take it back. The, the scripture says we're going to take the kingdom. You understand? What are some other things they did? They used to take our kids from us. So what you think going to happen to them? Isaiah chapter 14, verse 21. Isaiah 14, 21. These are plain written all over the Bible, but the Christian mindset blocks this out. It's a mental block. But we as sons of God, we know our purpose. We know our role. In the kingdom, there will come a time where those that have done wickedness unto us, we will get just recompense. Just recompense. Not right now, but when the Lord comes, just recompense. Read. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 21. Uh -huh. Prepare slaughter for his children. So just like it says in Revelation, double unto them that have done wickedness unto you. Read. Prepare slaughter. For his children, uh -huh. for the iniquity of their fathers. So the same way they raped, robbed, murdered, lynched, burnt, flayed alive, electrocuted, uh, killed, castrated, uh, experimented on. And what was some other ones people said? Fed to, uh, fed to, the, uh, crocodile. fed to the crocodiles, gay debate, all that stuff. The Most High is going to bring it to our remembrance. On that day, the scripture says it's on and popping. It's on and popping in that day. But you got to have faith. You got to say, I know all this wickedness is happening to my people and I have no power right now. But on the day of judgment, when God gives me that power, we're going to pay them back. That's the attribute of God to have power over the nations, to judge those that are wicked. You understand? Let's go back to uh, 
Let's go to another scripture. Let's go to, let's drop that. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 through 53. I ain't going to hold you up too long, but I want you guys to see the different attributes of God. One attribute was being able to move at the speed of thought. Another attribute is being a savior. Now we're going to find out the indestructible portion. First, First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 53. Uh-huh. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. So this fleshly body that we have is corruptible. It dies. It's subject to disease. It can be poisoned. But what does the Bible say? For this corruptible must put on incorruption. We have to put on incorruption. Incorruption. Indestructibility. Invincibility. Strength. Being able to do things that they show you in the movies. They're talking about us when they're talking about it. You understand? Yes. Superman. You shoot bullets at him and the bullets bounce off. You shoot missiles at him and the missiles bounce off. Dude shooting laser beams out his eyes and all that. Man, that's power. That's that's the power of a God. They put that out there, but you don't know. The scripture, man, give me Revelation chapter one. Let me calm down. Give me Revelation chapter one and verse... Uh, verse 7 and then verse 15 Revelations chapter 1 and verse 7 uh -huh. behold he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him he's coming in the sky with the chariots flying in the air just like they say Superman right flies in the air that's Christ they put that stuff out there and you don't realize they're talking about Christ read and they also, which, which perceive him, which pierced him, which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. You see that? So Christ is going to be in the sky. They're going to look up in the sky. Even those that, that pierced him will, will be there that day. The, the children of the Romans, the Romans, they're here, the Edomites, those that pierced him. You understand? And all kindreds of the earth shall well. You know what I mean? Ah, ah, well, they ain't gonna be happy. They gonna cry. I know I make an ugly cry face, right? <laughs> Go back to uh, what I had. First Corinthians uh, fifteen. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one. This is the book of First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. 53? Uh, yeah, 53, 53. Verse 53. Uh-huh. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. Uh-huh. And this mortal must put on immortality. What's that word? Immortality. What's that word? Immortality. immortality. You will never die. Immortality, indestructibility, invincibility. That's an attribute of a God. I got you. I know what you're trying to pull. Give me wisdom of Solomon. I got you. I got you. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 1 verse 15. You're in the spirit. I got you. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 15. For righteousness is immortal. For righteousness is what? Is immortal. Who can tell me what righteousness is? Raise your hand. My man right there. What's your name? Abib. Abib. Jabin. Jabin. All right. Let's read that. Hold, hold, uh, Wisdom of Solomon. Let's read that. 
Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 25. Uh-huh. And it shall be our righteousness. Righteousness is immortal. Righteousness is immortal. It shall be our righteousness, read. If we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God. So keeping God's commandments leads to righteousness. Righteousness leads to immortality. Whoa! I got the keys to life and death. I got the fountain of youth. I got what the most high been wanting for me all the time. Ye are gods. Ye are gods. Ye are gods. Righteousness plus commandments and faith in Christ equals eternal life. Immortality. This is what the Christian church is missing. You got the keys right now. That's why this truth will not be destroyed. This truth that we're walking in right now is going to lead to the 144,000 and the rulership on the earth. Because you got the keys. It's right there. Let me put it, make, let me make it plain. Back in the past, the children of Israel, our forefathers, they knew about the commandments, but they didn't have faith in Christ. So the most I got, they're missing it. They had one attribute of it, but they missed the rest. Now, in our, in our time period, people believe that God exists. People believe that Christ is real, but they don't want to keep the commandments. But what does Revelation 14, 12 says? Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. You see that? You got to have patience because you got to endure. You got to keep the commandments through the faith of Christ. You understand that? That is the key. That is the way to reach immortality. Go back to Wisdom of Solomon. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1 and verse 15. Uh huh. For righteousness is immortal. Keeping God's commandments is immortal. Is immortal. Go ahead. 2 verse 23. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 2 and verse 23. For God created man mm -hmm. to be immortal. You see that? Our purpose was to be immortal from the beginning. If, there, if, if we didn't fall into the temptation of listening to Eve, we would be immortal. Read. For God created man to be immortal mm -hmm. and made him to be an image of his own eternity. Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Y'all see that? Go to Romans chapter 2, verse 7. Because it says it all throughout the Bible. It says it all throughout the Bible, but we got to have faith, precept upon precept, to find what the word says and start to apply it. Apply righteousness. Apply these commandments. And seek the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those that seek the kingdom of heaven, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Read. Romans chapter 2 and verse 7. Uh-huh. To them who by patient uh -huh. countenance and well-doing seek for glory and honor uh -huh. and immortality, eternal life. Read that again slowly. To them. To them, the Israelites, sons and daughters of the Most High God. Read. Who by patient. By patience. Patience, patience, not rushing. Don't make haste in time of trouble. When things go bad, you're going through your trials and tribulation. Don't make haste. You got to be patient. 
I know I got bills. I know I got debt. I know I got to make, uh, uh, I got to be successful in my education. I know I got to raise up my kids, raise up my family. Be patient. Be patient. Read. To them who by patience, continuance, and well-doing. We have to continue in doing well. Read. Seek for glory and honor. Uh-huh. And immortality. And immortality. We're seeking after uh, living forever. That's the goal. That's the goal. I don't want to die like men anymore. I want to live as God. I want to be with my father. I want to be with my daddy. I miss my daddy. I miss my brothers. You understand? Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. And one of the attributes of God is indestructibility, immortality. It's all throughout the Bible. Now we got to find it and, and apply it. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10. Uh-huh. But is now made manifest uh -huh. by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So this is the second portion of it. Christ is the one that leads us to immortality. Christ is the one the way, the truth, and the light. We are to walk in his example. He is the one that is going to lead us towards taking the kingdom, overcoming the nation, and having them under subjection to him, therefore, by default, subjection to us. Does that make sense? All praises. Go to Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 15, verse 3. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 15, verse 3. This is the book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 15 and verse 3. Uh -huh. For to know thee is perfect righteousness. To know Christ and God's Lord, to know him is, read it again. For to know thee is perfect righteousness. But I thought the Bible, I thought, I thought you couldn't be perfect. I thought in the Christian church, they say ain't nobody perfect. They let homosexuals up in there running rampant. They let pedophiles up in there running rampant. But the Bible says perfect righteousness, meaning you ain't dealing with sin no more. Lying, stealing, killing, cheating, whatever it is that y'all dealt with in your past, you got to let go. You got to let it go in order to obtain that. Read. To know thy power is the root of immortality. You see that? To know God's power is the root of immortality. To live forever. Like Bishop say, forever, ever, forever, ever, ever. I can't do it. <laughs> forever, ever. Y'all understand that? Yes, Sirach chapter 19, verse 19. Sirach chapter 19, verse 19. Sirach chapter 19 and verse 19. The knowledge of the commandments of the Lord is the doctrine of life. The knowledge, knowing of a surety. The application of God's commandments is the doctrine of life. Read. And they that do things that please him shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. The tree of life, the tree of immortality is doing the will of God, doing what pleases him. Raise your hand. What's the will of God? Soldier. Psalms 40 and 8. Psalms 40 and 8. We ain't got to go to it. Everybody knows it. 
Actually, no, no, no. Read it, read it, read it, read it. This is the book of Psalms, chapter 40 and verse 8. Uh-huh. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. So when it talks about righteousness, when it talks about commandments, it's referring to God's laws. We should be reading and studying God's laws all the time, all the time, in order to obtain eternal life, in order to obtain immortality. Let's go back to Wisdom of, so uh, I'm sorry, Sirach 19, 19. 19. 19. Mm -hmm. This is the book of Sirach, chapter 19 and verse 19. Uh-huh. The knowledge of the commandments of the Lord is the doctrine of life. You see that? The knowledge of the commandments of God is the way to eternal life. Read. And they that do things that please him shall receive. They that think about. They that do things that please him. So when it's talking about commandments, it's associated with action. Action. Doing. Doing. How do you do the commandments? Because people think it's just a thought. I can do a beer. I got a beard on my face right now. That's a commandment. I can do fringes. I got fringes right there. The laws are not hard. The laws are not grievous. I can stop lying. I just got to tell the truth. I can stop stealing. All I got to do is work, have a job, have some money, and pay for what I need to get. I can stop coveting. I got to just ask the most high to give me what I need. Neither poverty nor riches. Let me do what's honorable. That way, I don't have to take nothing that don't belong to me. I can stop having an evil eye. I just stop hating on brothers, right? The commandments of God are not hard to do. You just have to apply it. You have to have action behind it. Make sense? All right. Let's go to... Now, let's, let's, let's drop that. Let's find some, some uh, solutions. We're going to conclude. But we're going to have uh, solutions. And I'm, I'm going to give you a quick set of uh, precept guides to help you to focus, to help you to align yourself on today's class. Go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. This is a commonly read scripture. But I'm going to give you precept upon precept to relate to every section of this particular scripture. Let me find it real quick. Philippians. Chapter 4, verse 8. Go ahead. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Uh-huh. Finally, brethren, mm -hmm. whatsoever things are true. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Read. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are honest. Read. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are just. Read. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are pure. Read. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are lovely. Read. Whatsoever things are of good report. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue. Virtue. And if there be any praise. Praise. Think on these things. Do what? Think on these things. So there's eight key things that I want you to focus on. True, honest, just, pure, lovely, 
good virtue and praise. I'll repeat it again. Write it down. True, honest, just, pure, good, virtue, and praise. Now let's go precept upon precept. Y'all ready? Let's go. Psalms chapter 19, verse 19. Whatsoever things are true. Psalms 19, verse 9. I apologize. Psalm 19, verse 9. True. Psalms chapter 19 and verse 9. Uh-huh. The fear of the Lord is clean. Uh-huh. Enduring forever. Uh-huh. The judgments of the Lord are true. The judgments of the Lord are true. Read. And righteous and righteousness and righteousness and righteous all together. And righteous all together. Read it again. The fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring forever. Forever. Eternal life. Immortality. Read. The judgments of the Lord are true. Are true. Read. And righteous altogether. Whatsoever things are true, think on these things. Give me Psalms 119 verse 160. Psalms 119 verse 160. Psalms chapter 119 and verse 160. Uh Thy word is true. Thy word is what? Thy word is true. This whole Bible will increase your faith once you come to the realization that this is the truth. Read. From the beginning and every one of thy righteous judgments endured forever. Forever. So God's word is true. We read in Deuteronomy 28 that we would go into slavery on slave ships. It came to pass. I read at the end of the book, I overcome my sins, overcome the wickedness of this earth, and I will reign forever and rule the nations. It is true. Second, uh, uh, Psalms 15, verse 1 and 2. Psalms 15, verse 1 and 2. couple of quick precepts to go with Philippians 4, verse 8, so you can know that this Bible is a true book. Psalms chapter 15 and verse 2. Uh-huh. He that walketh uprightly uh-huh. and worketh righteousness uh-huh. and speaketh the truth in his heart. So in order to walk in the truth, we have to have the truth in our minds. We have to have the laws of God in our minds on a continual basis, all day, every day. That's the only way we prosper, according to Joshua 1 and 8. That's the only way we will succeed. That's the only way we can keep our minds clean, according to uh, 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 Psalms 1 and 1. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he will meditate on it day and night. Day and night. We got to keep these laws on our mind. Y'all got that? Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. And this last one that we just read was Psalms 15, verse 1 and 2. All right, so now that we got what's true, everybody knows Psalms 119, verse 142, so we're not going to go there. The next thing is honest. Honest. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. In order to conduct ourselves as God, we have to find everything that is true and everything that is honest. Luke chapter 8 and verse 15. Uh Uh-huh. But that on the good ground are they 
which in an honest and good heart, mm -hmm. having heard the word, mm -hmm. keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. You see that? But on that good ground are they, speaking of us, which in an honest, honest, honest and good heart, good mind, having heard the word, keep it. Now think about this. If you're a groundskeeper, right? Your purpose, your job is to keep the ground, right? But when it says keep, it just doesn't mean to hold it. You guard it, you protect it, you make sure. Night and day, you're going to make sure ain't nobody going to step on them grounds that's not authorized. Such is the same way with your mind. Such is the same with God's laws. You protect it and hold it close to your chest. You understand what I'm saying? When you play uh, uh, cards, for example, do you lay your whole deck on the floor where everybody can see what you're dealing with? No. You hold it, you keep it close to you, and you say, all right, I'm going to lay down an ace. All right, next I'm going to lay down a king. All right, next I'm going to lay down. You see what I'm saying? You're methodical in, your, in, in the way you, you drop things. You understand what I'm saying? Such is the same with applying God's laws. We have to guard it. We have to keep it. We have to protect it because that's our heritage. Don't let nobody pull you out of this truth. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let nobody speak wickedness in your ear to the point where you're like, ah, oh, nah, that Israelite stuff, I don't know what they're talking about. Those people are already dead. They walk in charcoal. But these keys are keys to immortality. We got to hold on to that. Christ himself said to keep it. That's honest. Y'all with me so far? Sure. All praises. All praises. I want to let me know if I lose anybody. I want to make sure that everybody got these keys. All right. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 21. We're looking for honest. 2 Corinthians. Chapter 8 and verse 21. Read that. Soldier. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 21. Uh -huh. Providing for honest things. Providing for what things? For honest things. For wicked things. Providing for honest things. We have to provide for honest things. Read. Not only in the sight of the Lord, uh -huh. but also in the sight of men. Y'all hear that? So you walking in the light of knowing who you are, you can't hide your light. You can't hide yourself. You stand out because you are light. You understand what I'm saying? Light in the midst of darkness. And when light comes out, the roaches scatter. You understand? Not everybody's going to like you. But what? You're going to have to walk this walk in the sight of men. Not just God, but in the sight of men. Honestly. Don't be an Israelite on Sabbath. And on Sunday, we catch you out in the clubs. Don't be an Israelite on Sabbath. And on Monday, you cursing out your coworker, cursing out your boss, cursing out your children, cursing out your relative, saying, oh, that's a wicked nigga. No, no. Don't be an Israelite only when people see you. Be an Israelite all the time. Don't be an Israelite only when God can see you. Be an Israelite all the time. Make sense? Honest. Honest. Give me 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. This is the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. 
I exhort, therefore, that first of all, uh -huh. supplications, uh -huh. prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Read. For kings and for all that are in authority, uh -huh. that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. In all godliness and honesty. The Most High God knows that we are subject unto the powers of the earth. While we're here on this earth, we should conduct ourselves peaceable with the other nations, right? Because the Most High God wants us to live quiet, peaceable lives with godliness and honesty. I'll give you an example. Bishop mentions it all the time. There was a brother that was with IUIC, right? He left IUIC, and all of a sudden he was on the news, and they were saying this dude was dealing with transvestites. That's wicked as hell. How you going to walk this walk, be in this truth, claim to love the most high God in Christ, be a part of the organization that's striving to do such, and then commit such wickedness? I'm not saying that no, uh, 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 we don't fall short. But the way that brother fell short, it got broadcasted to the whole world. You understand what I'm saying? They had a news article and IUIC name popped up. You understand what I'm saying? We have to be a prime example here with San Antonio that nobody has that stain on their name. Because a good name is better than precious ointment. Go ahead. The, the, the practicality of that is you see how they promote Exactly, exactly. They seek out iniquity like the scripture says. They seek it out. Alright? So, we gotta walk honestly. We can't walk like the other nations. We can't be hypocrites like the Christian church. We can't be hypocrites like the Muslim. The Muslims, they say they don't eat pork, but they'll ask the question like, if you're starving out in the street, will you eat the pork? Yeah, I'll probably eat the pork. You're a hypocrite. You say one thing or do another. We can't be like that. One of the prayers that I make to the Most High God, Lord, please, God, don't let me be a hypocrite. Because I don't want to say, and I don't want to uh, 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 try to walk this walk and then do something totally opposite. You understand what I'm saying? So make that prayer that you can walk honestly. All right? The next part, just. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse every uh, 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 18. Because everything that is, I, I say, give me everything. Give me the whole Bible. Give me the whole Bible. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Give me Deuteronomy 16, verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 18. Uh -huh. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord. Uh-huh. That it may be well with thee. Uh-huh. And that thou mayest go. And then possess the good land which the Lord swear unto thy father. Read on. To cast out all thine enemies before thee, as the Lord has spoken. Read on. That's six, 16 verse 18, right? 16 verse 18? No, no. no that wasn't it. Oh, sorry about that. Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 18. Uh-huh. Judges and officers shall thou. Make thee That's in all thy gates. That's what I want. Which the Lord thy God giveth thee throughout thy tribes. Read on. And they shall judge the people with just judgment. You see that? Just judgment. Just judgment. They shall judge the people. One of the attributes of being a God 
is that you will justly make decisions between right and wrong in the midst of the people. As an officer, as a soldier, as a leader, as a brother, that is your job. Don't just look at wickedness and let it fly. Congregationally, in the midst of your communities, if you see evil, call it out. We don't have a no snitching policy. We have a no wickedness policy. You understand? No wickedness policy. If you see evil, talk to the... Hey, bro, that wasn't cool. You need to chill out with that. If you don't want to listen, Matthew 18 says, bring some witnesses. If they don't want to listen, if you don't want to listen after that, then the whole congregation got to know what's going on. Yes, we, we get in your business. So if you like to hide, I'm sorry, this, this ain't for you. Because we, we want to know each other. We want to deal with each other honestly and just like this Bible says. Read again. Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 18. Uh -huh. Judges and officers shall thou make thee in all thy gates, uh -huh. which the Lord thy God giveth thee throughout thy tribes. Mm -hmm. And they shall judge the people with just judgment. Read verse 19. Verse 19. Thou shalt not rest judgment. Thou shalt not respect persons, mm -hmm. neither take a gift, for a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. Stop right there. As a leader, there's going to be moments where temptation will come. People will try to give you gifts. People will try to bribe you. People will try to entice you. It could be something small as, hey, why don't you come to our Christmas party? We got a, a, a gift for you. Hey, why don't you come to such and such birthday party? We got a gift for you. It's going to blind your eyes. Or it could be, you're a leader of a congregation. You're a soldier. You're an officer. You're a captain. You're whatever title you got, right? Let me donate mm, $10,000 to your organization. But when I call you and ask for a favor, I'm going to need you there. What does the Bible say about that? Verse 19. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not rest judgment. Thou shalt not respect persons. Neither take a gift. For a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise. You see that? When they try to seduce you, you have to be wise and say, nah, this person trying to, trying to bribe me. This person trying to play me. They got an agenda. All right? Go to... Deuteronomy 25, verse 1. Attributes of a God, keep these in mind. We have to be uh, uh, true. We have to be honest. We have to be just. Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verse 1. Uh-huh. If there be a controversy between men, uh-huh, and they come unto judgment, uh-huh, that the judges may judge them, uh-huh, then they shall justify the righteous, they shall justify, they shall justify the righteous, read, and condemn the wicked, and condemn the wicked. Your responsibility as a brother, as a soldier, as an officer, as a captain, is to deal with the people justly. Look at the law and say, what's righteous, what's wicked? What are we going to deal with and what are we not going to tolerate? Being just. That is our responsibility. That's the attribute of God. God is just. 
So therefore, the sons of God are just. Make sense? All praises. Let's go to the next one. The next one is pure. So remember, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. Let's look at a couple of precepts about pure. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 7 verse 25. We're going to go quick because we don't want to hold people up all night. Wisdom of Solomon. Chapter 7 verse, start at 24. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 7 and verse 24. Uh For wisdom is more moving than any motion. Mm-hmm. She passeth and goeth through all things by reason of her pureness. Uh-huh. For she is the breath of the power of God and a pure influence. A pure influence. A pure influence. A pure influence. Wisdom. The wisdom that you attain from this Bible will give you a pure influence where you are not going to be defiled by bribes, not going to be defiled by wicked people trying to convert your mind to evil. It'll keep your mind aright. Read it again. For she is the breath of the power of God Uh and a pure influence Uh flowing from the glory of the Almighty. Uh Therefore, can no defiled thing fall into her. You see, once we start exercising the wisdom of the Most High, which is the law, statutes, and commandments according to the book of Deuteronomy, we will not be influenced by the wickedness of this world. You're going to hear something on the radio and be like, oh, not Christmas music, turn that crap off. I want to hear that. I want to hear no damn Christmas music. That ain't about Christ, that's about the damn devil. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Hold up. Take the end and move it to the end. Satan. Oh, damn. Don't be influenced by the wickedness of society. The wisdom of God's word, once you start reading and studying, you will find that the foolishness of this world is nothing. You just brush it off your shoulders. Make sense? Because God's words is a pure influence. So pure that you only want to deal with nothing that's wicked. You'll be like, oh, no, I want to Observe the time, like the scripture says. Observe the opportunity. If you're around co-workers, strangers, people around you want to talk to you about foolishness. Oh, yeah, yeah. You was talking about that big booty chick. All right. I holler at you, bro. You take it easy. You know, take it easy. Have a good day. I'm Let me go about my business. Oh, you talking about uh, how buddy buddy had uh, uh, did such and such. You with that gossip stuff? Nah, I don't, I don't want to hear that, bro. I'm good. I'm straight off gossip, bro. You, you, you good. You, you have the, the wisdom to see and perceive when that evil communication tries to corrupt your mind. Make sense? All praise to the Most High. Uh, next precept. Go to Proverbs chapter 9 and verse... No, no, no. Is that pure, pure. Sorry. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 5. We're looking at different precepts that will help us to walk in the attributes of God. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 5. Uh-huh. Every word of God is pure. Every word of God is what? Every word of God is pure. Every single thing that you read out of this Bible has no corruption to it. It will make you pure. It will make you righteous. It will make you holy. Read. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. And now that you know that you're a son of God, you have to trust in the most high God that he will deliver you from all evil. That he will keep your mind clean. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Wicked thoughts can come to your mind. 
But the most high God got that shield to block it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Block it. All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 8. I'm sorry, uh, Psalms 19 and 8. Psalms 19 and verse 8. This is the book of Psalms, chapter 19 and verse 8. Uh-huh. The statues of the Lord are right, uh -huh. rejoicing the heart. So the Bible is what's going to make you happy. If you're down and depressed, this word will rejoice your heart. Ruling over the nations, damn it, that makes me happy. Like the bishop said, make my teeth white. <laughs> Read. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Uh -huh. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Is what? Is pure. Is what? Is pure. The commandments God laws are pure. Pure, holy, good. Take this medicine. It's good for you. Read. Enlightening the eyes. Now you see clearly. In our wickedness, we were blind. But these words will cause us to see. You understand? Let's go to. All right. So we got. One more, one more. Psalms 119 verse 140. About being pure. You're going to get this verse. Psalms chapter 119 and verse 140. Uh -huh. Thy word is very pure. Thy word is very what? Thy word is very pure. Very pure. Meaning there's no corruption in it. There's nothing that can uh, uh, diminish. You can't add to it. You can't take away from it. It's pure. It's good in the state that it's in. You can't add nothing to God's word. God's word don't go out void. It's going to happen whether we like it or not or whether we believe it or not. It's pure. Read it again. Thy word is very pure. Mm -hmm. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. We have to love this Bible. You know what somebody had called me one time? They called me overzealous. I said, if I'm overzealous, then you over stupid because I'm trying to follow what this Bible say. Overzealous, there's no such thing. It's either you want to do what this Bible say or you don't want to do what the Bible says. That's it. You can't overly want to do what the Bible says. How is that? When I was in the world, I wasn't overly uh, 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 wanting to do wickedness. I was just doing wickedness. I didn't know the difference between what was good and what was not good. I was just doing what everybody else was doing. You understand? But when I read this Bible and I see that the Most High God wants me to walk in a pure light and I'm a son of God, I got to conduct myself differently. I got to change my ways. So don't let nobody fool you with that. Oh, you a super Hebrew and all this foolishness. It's foolishness. All right. The next uh, next step. So we got true. We got honest. We got just. We got pure. The next thing is lovely. Give me wisdom of Solomon chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Wisdom of Solomon. And we're going to end it because I know people getting tired. They're getting sleepy. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 8, verse 1. Wisdom reacheth from one end to another mightily. Uh-huh. And sweetly does she order all things. God's wisdom will help us to set our house in order. 
to set our congregation in order, to set our people in order. Read. Verse 2. I loved her and sought her out from my youth. Uh -huh. I desired to make her my spouse, and I was a lover of her beauty. So imagine that. God's laws is likened unto wisdom, right? And you got to love that thing like you love a woman. You cherish it. You care for it. You make sure the hair and nails are done. You make sure she's smelling good. She's doing the Habasa bath challenge and all that good stuff, right? Making sure she's taken care of. The household is good. You're well fed. Such is the same thing with God's laws. We have to cultivate it in our minds. We have to let the seed plant. We have to water it. We have to wash our minds daily with the word. And wisdom is going to be there for you. That opportune moment where foolishness comes, you say, nah, I got to exercise wisdom. I love that thing. I love that thing. That thing is lovely. <laughs> wisdom is lovely. You see that? Read it again. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 8 and verse 2. Uh -huh. I love her. And sought her out from my youth. Uh -huh. I desired to make her my spouse. Uh -huh. And I was a lover of her beauty. Jump down to verse 7. Verse 7. And if a man love righteousness. Okay, so now this is showing you wisdom, righteousness. If a man love wisdom, love righteousness, love God's commandments. Read. If if a man love righteousness, uh -huh. her laborers are virtues. Uh -huh. For she teaches temperance. Teaches you to be temperate. Who can tell me what temperate means? That's not a regular Negro word. We're going to have to look that up. Ah, that's perfect. Temperate, self-control. Very good. Because I, I was it's like, whoa, temperate? Temperate? Is that talking about temperature? Nah. <laughs> self-control. Wisdom, God's laws, is going to have you having self-control. Kids, wisdom... It's going to give you self-control. Not running around crazy doing whatever. Being obedient to your parents. Listening when they talk to you. And doing it. Self-control. Y'all get that? So y'all need some what? Wisdom. Where can you get wisdom? Your elders. You see these, you see these men here? You see your parents? You get wisdom of how to conduct yourself if you listen and be obedient. If your mom tell you wash the dishes, what you gonna do? That's right. If your dad tell you to take out the trash, what you gonna do? That's right. Be listen. You gotta listen like obedient children. And guess what? You are sons of God. Sons of God are orderly. Sons of God are disciplined. Sons of God are temperate. I know sometimes we have Bible studies and we ignore y'all. Y'all ain't ignored. Y'all in this too. Y'all got to pay attention to what this Bible says. All right? All praise to the Most High. All right, let's go to... All right, let's drop that. Let's go to... Uh, uh, no, let's go to good. Let's go to good. So we saw what was true. We saw what was honest. We saw what was just. We saw what was pure. We saw what was lovely. Now we're going to see what's good. All right, give me Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2. We're just going to pull two precepts for good, and then we're going to pull uh, virtue and praise, and then we'll be all set. This is Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 2. Uh-huh. 
For I give you good doctrine. For I give you what? For I give you good doctrine. This Bible is good doctrine. Good doctrine. It's good for you. Just like you go to the doctor, right? And sometimes they may give you medicine, and that medicine may not taste that great. But guess what? It's good for you. Sometimes you may read something in the Bible, and your feelings get hurt. Even I myself, I read something, I'm like, damn, that cut. Mm, mm, mm. I got scalpel. I got a scalpel right in the chest. Because the word is like a sword, but it's good for you. It's for your benefit, not your detriment. Read it again. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 2. Uh huh. For I give you good doctrine. Uh huh. Forsake ye not my law. So because this Bible is what's good, we have to not forsake God's laws. The Christian church are already forsaking it. There's no help there. There's no solutions there. All the problems that we face in this society, they cannot solve. But this Bible, this word is the only thing that can help us. This truth is the only thing that can help us to have a clear mind. Don't forsake God's laws. Don't forsake your fringes. Don't forsake that you stop eating pork. Don't forsake that you stop celebrating birthdays. Don't forsake that you stop celebrating Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter and all the other foolishness that's out in the world. Don't forsake God's laws because God's laws is the only thing that keep you from seeing the foolishness and falling back into the traps. You understand? Don't forsake it. Go to Psalms chapter 27 verse 14. What's good? You walk down the street. You see somebody. Hey, yo, my dude, what's good? We're going to see what's good. We're going to see what the words say. Psalms chapter 27 and verse 14. Uh-huh. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Sometimes society puts pitfalls, trials, tribulations in our path. But what does the Bible say? Wait on the Lord. Be- we got to wait on the Lord. Read. Be of good courage. Of good courage. When things start to weigh on your mind, when society's pressures start to go onto your head and you're overthinking these things, don't meditate on what's hindering you. Meditate on progression. Courage. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. Don't think that what you're dealing with isn't common among us. We all dealing with something here. We all got a thorn in the flesh. But the Bible says be of good courage. Let's go to 1 Timothy 2 and 3. 1 Timothy 2, verse 3. This is the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 2 and verse 3. For this is a good and acceptable, my bad. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. You see, not forsaking God's laws. Walking in the ways of the statutes of commandment, the Bible says it is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Christ himself says it is acceptable when you subject yourself to his laws. Y'all got that? That's what's good. So somebody come back to you and say, what's good, my dude? What you going to tell them? These laws is good. This Bible is good. 
Being an Israelite is good. Being a son of God is good. You are, you are God's. That's what the Bible says. And the scriptures cannot be broken. Remember that. Meditate on that. Think about that. Let's go to virtue. Two precepts on virtue and two precepts on praise. And we're going to call it in. Virtue. Mark chapter 5 verse 30. Mark chapter 5 verse 30. Virtue. What is virtue? And what is it that we have to uh, consider when it comes to virtue? Mark chapter 5 and verse 30. Uh Uh-huh. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. Uh Uh-huh. Turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? So Christ is walking in the midst of people, right? And a couple of sick people are near him, right? And this man had so much of a powerful connection to the most high God that you could touch his clothes and you'd be healed. That's amazing. That's God-like attributes. You are sons of God. When you speak the Bible, you are healing people and you don't even realize it. The wickedness and demons that's dealing in their mind, you're pulling that out of them. You're healing their mind of sin. And you, being a son of God, have to conduct yourself just like Christ. Walk in the midst of the people and teach your people God's laws. That's your reasonable service. Give me another one. Luke chapter 6, verse 19. Luke chapter 6, verse 19. Virtue. Luke chapter 6 and verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, Mm -hmm. but there went virtue out of him Uh and healed them all. You see that? So Christ's spirit was so connected to the most high that people was crowding around and reaching him like, "Give give me some of that, give me some of that, give me that, give me that, give me that, give me that. When we're out in the streets and the people are hungry, you can see the videos of our bishops and our leaders going to Haiti, going to uh, uh, Mexico, going to uh, uh, the far outer reaches where our people are scattered, overseas, Ghana and all this stuff. And the people crowding around them, almost by the hundreds you can see, because there's so much people that are hungry for this word. You as men of the Lord, as sons of God, we have to meditate on this day and night so we could go and do the same thing. We have righteous leadership. That's going to help us to go heal our people. Just like in the same way people were going to try to grab for Christ, for that healing. That's the same way when the words of God come out of our, our mouth, it heals the minds of our people. We have to meditate on that. All right. That's virtue. Having a, 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 a strong connection to the most high God that his spirit flows through you. All right. Go to praise. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 21. Actually, no, no. Let me give you let me give you one more on virtue. Give me Second uh, Peter one and three. Second Peter one and three. I can't leave this one out. This is the book of Second Peter, chapter one and verse three. Uh-huh. According as His divine power hath given unto us uh-huh. all things that pertain unto life uh-huh. and godliness. Uh-huh. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. To what? To glory and virtue. Jump down to verse 5. Verse 5. 
And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Add to your faith virtue. Add to your faith virtue. Read. And to virtue knowledge. You see that? So we got to add God's laws. The more we increase in faith, the more we will increase in virtue and have a stronger connection to the most high God. The more we increase in God's laws, the more he will give us the power and ability to reach our people in different ways. Add knowledge. You got a question? Spiritual force, spiritual power. So, uh, Christ was walking amid, uh, uh, amongst the people. You got you got Yeah, go ahead. Uh, virtue, uh, moral, good behavior, character, mm -hmm. a good and moral quality. Mm -hmm. uh, the good results that come from something. The good results that come from something. Christ had a connection with the Most High God. It was prophesied in, uh, I think, it's Isaiah, that he will have the ability to heal the blind to cause the uh, lame to uh, walk, to raise people from the dead. All these things was, read that definition again. A good result that comes from... A good result that came from the Most High God. So virtue, according to that definition, is something good that proceeded from the Creator. Okay? So the prophecies related to Christ being able to heal and all that stuff, when people touched him, they were able to heal. You know what I'm saying? That's virtue. All right? Anybody got another precept on virtue? No? All right. Let's go to praise. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 21. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 21. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 21. He is thy praise. And he is thy God mm -hmm. that hath done for thee these great and terrible things which the, thine eyes have seen. The Most High God, when we read in the book of Deuteronomy and Exodus, did so much miracles, terrible things. And we are to praise him for such. He was the one that sent plagues on the earth to destroy the Egyptians. Plague after plague after plague. The Most High in the same way will deliver us out of this captivity with plagues. Things going to happen all over the earth and people are going to be amazed. 100,000 people die here. 10,000 people die here. You understand? There's precepts in there where they say 10,000 or four let your right side, another thousand over here, but it will not come nigh unto you. You understand? You got to have faith as the sons of God in that. Give the Most High God praise. It ain't like the Christian church. Christian church say, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus. They don't know what they're praising God about. Whenever we praised God, it was because we were delivered from our enemies. We were delivered from wickedness. That's what the Bible says. Give me Deuteronomy 26, verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 19. Mm -hmm. And to make thee high above all nations, which he have made in praise. What? Which he have made in praise uh -huh. and in name and in honor. And that thou mayest be a an holy people unto the Lord thy God as he hath spoken. 
as sons of the Most High God. This scripture says that the Most High will set us once again above the nations. All the nations upon the earth were meant to serve us. And when you hear that, you got to say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm glad for that thing because my people have been in captivity for 400 years. And when I read this book and it says all the other nations are going to be subject in subjection to us, I have to praise the Lord for that thing. Because who but God could take us out of this lowest state? Who but the Most High God could clean us from the filth that we are to be sons of the living God? Who can make a, a crooked thing straight? No man could do it, but the Most High God could do it. You understand? Take us from wickedness to being pure. Take us from crookedness to being straight. Taking us from being on the bottom to ruling the nations. Only the Most High God can do that. Last scripture. First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 25. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 25. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 25. Uh-huh. For great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. Uh -huh. He also is to be feared above all gods. So great is the most high God for giving us the ability to be called sons of the living God. Great is this most high God. When we make it in the kingdom, the Bible says we're going to be singing the new song that ain't nobody going to know but us. Ain't nobody going to know but us. We're going to be praising the Most High God because he is to be feared above all other gods. Better than Allah, better than Buddha, better than Krishna, better than all these other false deities that's on earth. To know that your God is the real God. Your God is the only God on the earth. You got to praise the Lord for that thing. You got to praise him for that thing. Because he said he's going to make us as him. Sons of God. So the title of the class is, Ye Are Gods, Now Act Like It. With that, I say shalom. Any questions? I know it was kind of long. Questions? 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 Statements? Questions or statements? Yeah. Psalms 111. The Psalm chapter 111 and verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. That's right. Praise. Yeah. That's right. His praise endureth forever. So whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, whether uh, whatsoever things that are full of virtue and praise, we got to think on these things. These things are going to help us to keep focus. These things are going to help us to walk in the ways of the Most High God and to remember that we are gods. Anybody else got any? Uh, yeah, just to say, uh, yeah, definitely, man. It's much needed. We have to remind ourselves, you know, uh, that. That is what the most high, you know, proof that we are God, you know. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we have to act like it. So it means keeping the commandments, uh, you know, doing the things that a God should do. Right. And then, uh, 
That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. The most high looks at us and, and sees us as a special royalty. We got to do the same thing. You know? There's no reason why we can't look at, our, look at ourselves, hold our hands up, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and be proud of who we are. That's right. All praise to the Most High. And that, uh, just going into elaborate more on what he's saying, is we got to speak to each other in that same sense. Mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, uh, the, the video that you put out, it's funny, you know, and uh, they have what's going on, King? What's going on, King? You know, it's funny, but we should refer to you. That's a real deal. That's right. So going, you think going, King? What's going on, King? What's good, King? You know, it just exalts one another daily, like, like. That's right, that's right. That's right. You know, someone be having a bad day. So, if you're having a bad day, you know, come and chill on, King. What's going on? That's it's, right. Just those words there, like, man, you're right. King, why am I stressed out on what's going to happen at work? That's you know, right. Something simple as that, King. You know, lift the weight off the brother's shoulder, such a shoulder, right? You know. That's right. That's right. Uh, Bishop had mentioned that when he uh, articulated that positive words, positive words give affirmation to the spirit. When you speak negative words, uh, the scripture say death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those that eat it shall have the fruit thereof. If you speak in evil or you listen to evil, evil is going to be the fruit. But if you speak in good words, righteous words, Shalom King, Shalom Son of God, Holy One of Israel, how you doing? They'll start to implement that. My, uh, I'll give you an example. My little boy, right? My nickname for him is Future Ruler of the Planet. That's literally my nickname for him. I made a song called Future Ruler of the Planet for my son because I want him to be my Avenger. I want him to rule the Earth. You understand what I'm saying? So it was on that track too. You that track? That was a hard track. So... I want to make sure that uh, uh, we remember these things that uh, Bishop and other senior leadership talk about because they're, they're, they're good for our spirit. You wake up in the morning, you say to yourself, you are good, you are kind, you are just, you are loyal, you are faithful. These things will, will, will resonate in your mind. You say that to your kid, to your wife, to your spouse, to your family. Don't speak negative. Anybody got anything else? Hmm? Anybody that's new, new members, new people, new new to the Bible study, new to the congregation, please introduce yourself. <laughs> I feel brand new today. Anybody new? Nobody new? All right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Okay. Right, right. That's right. That's right. So I hope this class was uh, edifying for you. Um, any announcements? Uh, please make sure you bring those Austin food, seven items. 
What about that donut fundraiser, son? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. We got that donut sale, man, after Saturday at the school. Mm, mm. Uh, go ahead and get your pre-order in uh, before uh, the noon tomorrow. Uh, it's 11 bucks for a whole box of uh, donuts. Krispy Kreme? Twelve. Glaze. That Krispy Kreme? Whatever you want. Whatever you like. Nice. Uh, they ship, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, thank you. Whatever you like, go ahead and put that water in. Announcement, announcement. Listen up, listen up. Lord's will, uh, this Sunday coming, uh, we're going to try to do our fundraiser again. You know, the weather hold up. Lord's will, everything go good. You know, uh, uh, we completely depleted on our on our, um, our Gatorades and our waters, so uh, you know nobody really had to bring none except for a few people for the last three weeks. So you know it's time. You know, uh, um, like I said, if you can't make it, send 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 your arm, send it. You know, uh, uh, if you don't have it, come. You know, uh, uh, let's manifest this this this, this into reality. Um, you know, we can talk about it. We gotta be about. Just be about it. Yep. You know. So, uh, uh, but we've been doing pretty good. So I, I, I gotta give it that. But that's pretty it should show up if the weather permits itself. You know. Hey, Cap. Uh, uh, new members able to do two days in Minnesota? Can I wait until then? Okay. 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 So this is like six months and up, or one is one to six months, like brand new numbers. Oh, just new. Oh, okay. Okay. Numbers. A future ruler of the planet. 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 He that overcomes.
overcomes and endures. He that overcomes and is pure. Live for Christ and you will be strong. Live for sin and your ass destroyed. People tripping like what you sipping. These devils tricking like Mel Gibson. Lying Christians like politicians. Lying Muslims, all these religious Psalms 83 is our enemies. Tabernacles of Edomites. Ishmaelites and Moabites. They take flight with them scripts bite. Levites are going in. Living right, trying not to sin. Levites are going in. Living right, trying not to sin. Pastors teaching them church lies saying everybody in the Bible light. I read the Bible. It's a different. Jesus black like a fire lit, like brass burning in the oven kid. Revelation plus day 10. Overcoming the devil's sin. Our king to come in our ruler of the planet. A future 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 ruler of the planet. We the rulers of the planet. Hey, hey, hey. Christ coming back with fire on that day. You can't repent or you can die anyway. But you must be born again. That's what the Bible says. You must be getting up on that milk like a hey, baby. This is the laws and commandments. Okay, okay, okay. This is how you get to heaven. The only way. Christ left us instructions. No time to play. These Israelites think they African boom by day. They think they Muslim seven a day of vengeance. Hey, hey, hey. They think they white supremacists, but that's the only way. You got to repent or die right now. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. A future ruler of the planet. 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 Future ruler of the planet Earth. Question: What is your life worth? It's obvious that we fit the curse. God said we had to be punished first. If we gon' rule, we gotta learn to love. Teach the commandments of the one above. Get our people from out the club. Repent from the whoring and selling drugs. Psalm 83, they made a plan. The plans of God over the plans of man. If you follow the laws, then you understand. We gon' get the kingdom through the laws and praying. In the future, we plan on rulership. No swords of gun, we just use the script. Repent in the place that you used to slip. Discipline your children, abuse the hip. When Christ comes, you gon' need a gun. You gon' learn about messing with the father's son. We came out of Egypt with open arms. Do the running seven, we the chosen one. Martin Luther X and Garvey couldn't save us even with the Darfi. Black Christ coming out the copy. We gon' rule and can't nobody. Future ruler of the planet. A 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 future ruler of the planet. Jake.